630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. You've also heard in the newscast from Morgan Smith about that uh, that really dangerous situation mm-hmm. east of Edmonton around the, uh, the the town of Manville, County of Minburn, where there was a, a big fire at an oil lease site and there was great concern about toxic smoke flowing in toward buildings. So there could have been full-on evacuations. People's lives could have been, and health could have absolutely been in danger. And certainly that was the concern in the short term. It ended up a couple of hours later that the alert was canceled. So, uh, you know, everything turned out okay. Mm-hmm. But what if? And yeah. that is a big topic that we need to follow. Yeah, well, there's the, the threat of the rolling blackouts when, when things got really, really cold earlier uh, this month. Uh, currently in the city of Edmonton, there's a non-essential uh, water ban. And then, of course, we had the worst fire season ever in the province last year. So if there was indeed an emergency and you had to flee your home or you didn't have your lights or your heat... Are you ready? Are you prepared? There's actually a series of workshops uh, taking place over the next uh, few months uh, put on by Alberta Health Services. They talk a little bit about being uh, ready in terms of kits, in terms of things for your home, but also mentally. Are you prepared to cope with disasters or an emergency? Jody Walker is one of the workshop facilitators, and she joins us on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here. Uh, I was trying to wrap my head around about whether this was a nuts and bolts kind of a, of a, of a workshop or whether it was more of a an attitude workshop. Uh, do, you, do you on these on these workshops that'll be done over the next several months? Do you actually teach people how to do an emergency kit or emergency plan? Those nuts and bolts style of things. We start that process with our emergency preparedness uh, course, and so really what we take a look at is. Um, you know, being able to do that physical kit oftentimes requires us to have that emotional and social preparedness as well so that we can feel confident in being able to take on uh, that type of activity. A lot of people feel anxious even when they start the kit. And so when we uh, do our emergency preparedness workshops, we walk people through sort of that step-by-step how to get started, how to prepare themselves emotionally, and how to prepare themselves socially as well, taking a look at who are Who are my neighbors, right? Like, who are your neighbors? When you're out there, are you talking with your neighbors? Are you in contact with folks? If you needed to have their support, um, you know, have you built those relationships? And how can can you sort of trade off some of uh, those skill sets that you have in order to be able to help each other to get through, um, you know, a difficult event that could come, whether that's, you know, being... As you mentioned, you know, when you have lots of smoke, um, whether that's having to shelter in place or having to evacuate. We've obviously had a lot of emergencies here, Fort McMurray, Slave Lake fires, just to to name uh, two fire situations. Has there been a problem with people not mentally being prepared or maybe um, strong enough to deal with something like that? Is is that what you've seen and, and, and that's why you're putting on the workshops or where do you see the need? Uh, We see the need everywhere. So we see it within communities where people felt like they weren't quite prepared enough for the event that was coming up. We also found, uh, so I'm from Grand Prairie, so when we had fires quite a bit in the north here and around Grand Prairie, we had a lot of people on our um, social media pages that were saying, you know, what do I need? What do I need for 24 hours? What do I need for 72 hours? What do I even pack? How do I get from from point A to point B? Because... 
we had some folks that, you know, their vehicle was broken down or they couldn't get gas or, you know, they were on their own uh, with, you know, some health issues um, and a child and couldn't find sort of that. It's like, what do I do next? And then when you're looking at some of those rural communities, there was also those pieces around people being able to move their farm animals, move their horses. Um, I know, you know, that's one of the situations where my son was involved in, you know, helping people to find horse trailers to be able to move animals and get them into safety. And so there was what we found out was there was lots of ways, actually, that people didn't feel prepared or didn't feel confident in their ability to sort of get themselves out and be able to have what they needed for, let's say, a 72-hour period. And so this workshop really helps people to sort of look at all those different possibilities and start to plan accordingly. Uh, I'm not sure whether the chicken or the egg, which one comes first. Uh, Do you have to do the physical preparedness in order to have the emotional preparedness? Or do you have the emotional preparedness so that you can do the physical preparedness? I'm trying to figure out how you actually teach, uh, because I think every individual would, would be different. So what specifically are you teaching? So some of the things that we teach is around looking at what are our feelings and reactions like? So in a normal circumstance where I might be under pressure, what are my what are my normal stress reactions? And then how do those escalate when now I'm under pressure? And so even for myself, I teach these courses all the time, um, you know, but after a week of, you know, the summer listening to the Alberta Emergency app, all the different alerts that were going on and then finding out how close it was in our own community, you know, you have these stress feelings where that panic starts to rise. And so within our our workshop, we teach people what are those common stress reactions, what to expect, validate those emotions and those reactions, teach those calming skills, helping people to be able to relax and then be able to think through, you know. And so with our participant manual, we have a list of all the different things that people might want to pack, you know, for themselves, for their pets, for their children, um, you know, supporting, you know, parents that might need additional help or, you know, if you're a caregiver of somebody. And so it just really helps people to go through that step by step so that they're, you're not trying to do that for the very first time at the same time as you're having this really strong reaction. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's what we find is that when people are knowledgeable about the reactions and feelings that they have, then they can look at that and go, okay, this is normal. This is a reaction. I'm okay, I can handle this, I can feel confident, even if I'm feeling like my insides are like screaming. Am I going to remember this if I take one of your courses this year or this month? In three years, am I going to remember this? Or is this something that I need to write down and, and, and have it close maybe with my with my kit? Absolutely. And so that's where, you know, our uh, participant manual really comes in handy is that you can put that exactly where, like, let's say your important documents are so that you know that that's the first place that you can go and you can start to look at your kit. You can make your list. Um, We also talk to people about, you know, how to create a go-to bag. You know, if you have to be, you know, out in 15 minutes, which is, you know, the circumstances that some people had experienced, you know, what do you need in a, in a you know, kit that you could leave in 15 minutes? And so to always have that ready and then also have one that would be like 72 hours. And then if you had, you know, a number of hours to prepare, how could you go through that list and make sure that you have everything? And so that participant manual keeps, you. Can, people can keep that and they can continue to go back to it. They can continue every three months to look at, 
their kit every time the season changes is a really good time to take a look at your kit and take a look at that manual to just make sure that you have the right things in there in your the right things in your vehicle for snowy or wintry conditions and then also when you're looking at summer conditions where you know we've also had record heat right so um those things are important. So these are online uh, workshops, the emergency preparedness workshops, basically once a month right through until May. How do people get uh, signed up for it? Is there a cost? What do they got to do? Yeah, so there's no cost associated with our workshops. People can go to the AHS Help in Tough Times website, and there, under the mental health online sessions, they'll find uh, the name emergency preparedness. So they just click on that link, and then from there, they will get a list of our different workshops and can register right there. Excellent. Jody. just before we let you go, what's one thing? You know, we, we do these interviews and people hear all of these interviews and maybe they read up on, on what you need in your kit. What's one thing that you would say you got to have in your kit that people don't automatically think about? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is a can opener. Mm. Because... <laughs> Because, you know, we, we talk a lot about, you know, that shelter in place, making sure that you have food that's available in cans or things that can last a period of time. And people don't always think of a can opener or they don't always think of, you know, having a radio, let's say, that uh, they can still get information if their phone dies, let's say, right? Um, you know, having a radio available that's battery operated that, that can be, um, you know, a wind-up one so that they can be continually getting the information that they need to stay updated on uh, situations that are going on. Great advice. Thanks, Jody. Thank you. That's Jody Walker, AHS workshop facilitator. And of course, if you want to register for one of these emergency preparedness workshops, you can do so by going to albertahealthservices.ca. Uh, we'll take a quick break. 746. What's in your pack? What's in your kit? You got a can opener? Next. We're talking with uh, folks from EHS, or AHS rather, about their e-prep uh, courses that will be happening over the you know, once a month over the next number of months. The uh, City of Edmonton also has some really good information on emergency preparedness, mm-hmm. the types of threats we could face, but also what kind of things should be in your home kit, your evacuation kit, all of that kind of stuff. If you got pets, you got kids, whatever. There's an awful lot of good information in that. Yeah, and I think for the most part, I think everybody knows what they probably should have ready to go. The can opener is one thing that I didn't think about. I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah, because if you think about how do I get this can open, I hit it against a rock, I I guess. You know, I'm thinking Last of Us sort of preparedness, (laughs) you know, zombie apocalypse. How am I going to survive? I'm going to have a can opener at home. But it's going to be a manual can opener. But it's more of an evacuation or or an emergency, you know, bug out kit. Yeah, that's a good idea to have one handy for that. Yeah. Uh, four liters per person per day is what you should have stocked. That is, that is a lot of water, depending on how long it is. Uh, a whistle. Mm. I guess if you need help or if you fall or, or there, there's some <laughs> place where you need to get somebody's attention. And actual physical photos of your family members. Because your phone might die, and, and you need to find someone. And, and this is this is this is this is my this is my wife. This is my husband. This is my kid. This is my dog. Have you seen my dog? How many times in evacuations, especially fires, and we certainly saw them here again this last year. Mm-hmm. People trying to find each other, and yes. some people, well, who is the person? They're looking for them. Here's a picture of them. You're right because sometimes uh, there's no power, and the phones are dead. So we live in a digital world. It's pretty. It's got to be pretty bleak before. Everything isn't running for a long period of time. But it's something to think about. 
And you did think about it when you watched The Last of Us, if you watched that <laughs> with Pedro Pascal, that, that oh. massive um, hit I, on Crave. Everybody had the the post-apocalyptic, not fantasy, but but uh, thought about what would you do in that, where would you go in, in that kind of a situation? I, w- I wouldn't last long in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a good 24 hours, maybe. Just make maybe. it a really good one. I could maybe play dead. <sighs> I've I've had my friends say we're coming out to the farm. We're gonna run out to the farm. We're gonna be safe out there. I'm running to another buddy's farm who's really got some stuff. That's what I'm doing. So once you get there, you know, enjoy the house because I'm, I'm heading over to my, my friends. Yeah, so some really interesting uh, information, as you mentioned, on the City of Edmonton uh, website. They have a whole list of the common risks and, and stuff you should have in your kit. Do you have a, a kit? I, I, I don't I, have a kit. You know, I, I beak about this, but I don't have one. No, me neither. No. Nothing at our house. And I should, because I'm in a rural area where fires can come through. It's possible, right? Mm-hmm. Well, any, anybody can be hit with anything. Uh, it's not just wherever you live. But. I'll, I'll tell you this. Our actual can opener broke a couple of weeks ago, and we haven't been able to open cans anyway. So even even when we don't have an apocalypse, we can't open our cans. You're banging them on rocks <laughs> yeah. to open up your beans. Well, good on you, Stace. You're lasting 24 hours. Morley's not making no. 24 minutes. No. <laughs> We hope f- I'm, I'm going to Daryl's house to steal his can opener. <laughs> We're hoping for more, but yeah. we'll see.